think you called me a liar on national TV? What? I think you called me a liar on national TV? Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that Any discussion. You called me a liar. You told me. All right, let's not do it I'm now. Not, I don't want to get in the middle of it. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Mom and dad are fighting everybody, and I think everybody knows what that little soundbite is because that is one of the most iconic, heated, most tense moments of 2020 thus far, of course. And that is mom and dad, a.k.a. Elizabeth Warren and um, Bernie Sanders, the burn burn, um, getting into a little bit of a tiff and the, uh, on the debate that the uh, final Democratic debate, the Iowa caucus that took place this week. Now, I've told you many a time before, I sort of like to make my podcast, you know, primarily pop culture topics, but occasionally I like to dip into politics because, let's be honest, we're living in a very political time and, you know, the election is coming up and I sort of like to provide a robust, you know, catalog of information for all you wonderful listeners. And it is very important to, of course, be well-informed, um, even though all I want to talk about is like Kim Kardashian and her gorgeous kitchen and all the water bottles she has in her house. Um, I'm going to talk about Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, but this entire episode is going to be all about them because, you know me, I like to, um, you know, sort of be fun and talk about the little, uh, the, you know, the jazz of the world and the, the entertainment-based, you know, stories of the world because that's what, you know, basically pumps my blood. Um, happy Thursday, everybody. It's Thirsty Thursday. The week is almost done. This week actually went by quite fast, and I am wide awake right now. It is 2.30 in the morning, uh, West Coast time, because I went to see Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, why did I just say? I went to see Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker for the fifth time, um, thus far. The first time of 2020, of course. I went to see it in IMAX Laser, which I love. I went to see it at the uh, Century City Mall in Los Angeles. And the reason why I saw it for a fifth time was because, first of all, I love Star Wars. I'm obsessed with the franchise, and, you know, I've said this many a time before, too. I love Disney+, Plus and I love Disney, whatever. But it's just, it's sort of the end of an era. And um, since we're about to enter a new era with a new president, uh, potentially, maybe we'll have the same president, given, you know, what happens. Um, I sort of just wanted to, you know, feel good about it. And I love Star Wars, and I know I'm probably never going to get to see this movie again in IMAX Laser. IMAX Laser is awesome because it's not 3D, and I don't love 3D. I'm not a big fan of 3D, but I love uh, IMAX. I'm also in the process of shopping for a new TV, so, you know, it's sort of helping with the clarity and whatnot and decision-making. It's a lot of great trailers, too. Can't wait to see the new Wonder Woman movie. You know, there's just so much coming out. So anyways, you know what? Let's just get right into the stories because uh, I'm just, I, I, I can't even handle it. And, you know, I, I, I love Elizabeth Warren and I love Bernie Sanders and I love Tom Steyer and I love Pete Buttigieg. Um, but everybody needs to really calm down because, quite honestly, politics is just out of control. <clears throat> so let's get into it, shall we? Okay, the first story of the day comes from CNN.com, of course. Um, by the way, that little soundbite that I provided was from the CNN YouTube channel, um, and it is audio reveals tense confrontation between Warren and Sanders, so thank you, CNN, for posting that, and CNN's, you know, CNN doing their damn thing, and of course, you know, doing their homework and reporting, you know, the dialogue, but they're also being shady, of course, because they tapped into, like, the podium microphones that the, uh, Potential candidates, uh, well, the candidates, of course, um, were standing at during the debate. The microphones are off, but all of them were independently mic'd, too. And it's such a good life lesson because you always have to turn your mic off. And if you guys have saw, I've seen the movie, the incredible movie Bombshell, starring Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie, um, which is, like, of course, racking up those award nominations. So congratulations. There's a scene where Charlize Theron, who is playing Megyn Kelly, um, uh, confesses to, I believe, her colleague that she was harassed by Roger Ailes. And what she does is she unplugs the microphones that are in the room and that is such a genius thing and i think that elizabeth warren and bernie sanders should have you know maybe know this unless it was a premeditated move from elizabeth warren because she knew cnn would you know essentially 
grab the audio. So I don't know. I'm just really interested to see what they're going to talk about this on The View tomorrow because I love The View. And I just, you know, politics is just, it is what it is. But I'm not going to sort of give my personal opinion. I just am reporting the news because this is a really big story. And um, that's all. In the words of Miranda Priestley, Priestley, excuse me, Priestley, Priestley. Okay, it's late, so forgive my, like, uh, worst tumble. Okay, here we go. Once again, this is from CNN.com. Exclusive warrant accused Sanders intense post-debate exchange of calling her a, quote, liar on national TV. This article is written by Kyle Blaine, Jeff Zeleny, and Marshall Cohen. Um, I'm going to clear my throat really quick, so please hold. <clears throat> okay, sorry about that. I'm back for, okay, in a tense and dramatic exchange in the moments after the Democratic debate Tuesday night, uh, so it was two nights ago, um, Elizabeth Warren accused Bernie Sanders of calling her a liar on national television, which is obviously the audio clip I just played for you guys at the beginning of the episode. Sanders responded that it was Warren who called him a liar and said they should not talk about it right then. When the CNN slash Des Moines Register debate concluded, the studio audience and viewers saw Warren walk over to Sanders and not shake his outstretched hand. The two senators seemed to have a heated and brief exchange before Sanders appeared to throw his hands up, turn, and walk away. The video of the exchange aired live with no audio. But sound of the moment was caught by CNN microphones found Wednesday. Quote, I think you called me a liar on national TV. Warren can be heard saying, what? Sanders responded. I think you called me a liar on national TV. She responded. She repeated, quote, you know, let's not do it right now. If you want to have the discussion, we'll have the discussion, Sanders said, to which Warren replied anytime. You called me a liar, Sanders continued. You told me all night. Let's not do it now. After the exchange, fellow Democratic candidate Tom Steyer, who had been standing behind the two senators, can be heard saying, quote, I don't want to get in the middle. I just want to say hi, Bernie. A spokesperson for for the Sanders campaign declined to comment on the audio. A spokesperson for Warren's campaign did not respond to a request for comment. The tense interaction between Sanders and Warren capped a 48-hour period in which two progressive presidential frontrunners who have mostly gone through a year-long campaign without any public signs of discord were suddenly put at odds. Oh, yes, they were at odds. May the odds be ever in your favor, in the words of Evie Trinket from Hunger Games. To continue this article, on Monday... Warren said that Sanders told her during a private 2018 meeting that a woman could not win the presidency. Oh, that is not good if that, in fact, did happen, because let me tell you something, honey, a woman will win one day. And I wish it was the last election, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, women rule. Okay, to continue. Uh, in a CNN story published earlier that day, four sources had said Sanders had told Warren in the meeting a woman couldn't win. Sanders has repeatedly denied making the comment while Warren has held him firm in saying that he did and that she disagreed with his assessment. Now, before I get to this article, I am going to say that something really interesting that they talked about on The View and Megan McCain, who I absolutely adore and love, um, I love her outspokenness, said that Bernie is very sexist and abby also um cooperated that statement uh and said you know of course bernie is an older gentleman and he has he maybe he's of a different generation so maybe he thinks maybe he uh, obviously there's three sides to the truth his story her story and the truth um so i think that i don't think elizabeth warren seems like a liar i don't think she would be that upset or that offended um and i don't think she'd go out of her way to literally confront someone after the end of the debate when the audience and the cameras are off, even though the audio was on. Uh, just, you know, to, you know, fib. So, I don't know. Anyways, continue this article. Um, 
job. Joe, well done, Warren said, extending her hand to former Vice President Joe Biden. Good to see you. Good job, Pete Buttigieg. Sanders said, good job, Amy Klobuchar. Then Warren came face to face with Sanders and confronted him, puncturing the non-aggression pact that is held for the past year. It was notable that before the debate, the two senators shook hands when they arrived on stage. When they left, they did not. The conversation was not captured on the primary audio feed from the candidates' podiums. After the debate, CNN did an inventory of the audio equipment that was used and found two backup recordings from the microphone Sanders and Warren were wearing. Ooh, that's so shady. But you know, that's so smart. Once again, CNN doing their homework. CNN then synchronized the audio recordings with the footage that was broadcast live on Tuesday night. The conversation played out on the debate stage in public view and occurred before Sanders and Warren's clip on microphones were removed. During Tuesday's debate, Sanders and Warren both doubled down on their different accounts of the 2018 meeting. Pressed by the moderators, Warren called Sanders, quote, her friend and insisted she wasn't there to, quote, try to fight with Bernie. Before pivoting to the broader issue of women running for president, Sanders, who said, I'm sorry, Sanders, who had said he didn't, quote, want to waste a whole lot of time on this because a fight between them is what Donald Trump and maybe some of the media want, vehemently denied questioning whether a woman could win the presidency. Quote, anybody who knows me knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president in the United States. He said, go to YouTube today. They have some video of me 30 years ago talking about how a woman could become president of the United States. And that is the end of the article. Um, I don't know. My personal opinion, uh, it doesn't really matter because obviously, I don't know. I wasn't in the room when it happened. But I think there's a legitimacy to both sides of the story. And maybe... Elizabeth Warren heard something, or maybe Bernie Sanders had worded something in a way that made Elizabeth Warren, or gave Elizabeth Warren the impression that, you know, he had allegedly said that women can't run. So who knows? I just hope that they can work it out behind closed doors, and I hope that we can move on from this, because honestly, I want to have clean debates. And I don't know if you guys love Harry Potter like me, but do you guys remember in the first Harry Potter, Harry Potter and Sister Stone, when um, Madame Hooch, the, uh, I guess the, like, coach of Hogwarts, of um, Quidditch, said she wants a nice, clean game of Quidditch um, for the game. And, um, well, it didn't end up that way, of course, um, because, like, uh, Snape was, like, being shady, and Lord Voldemort was, like, on Professor Quirrell's, like, head, like, trying to control Harry and, like, hurt him. But anyways, I said that to say, let's have a nice, clean debate, everybody, and let's all just get along, because, you know what? Life is just too chaotic as it is, and, you know, nobody wants this fight. Just calm down, Mom and Dad. Just calm down. Okay, now for the second story of the day. I have three stories today. It comes from page six and has to do with someone who I'm just obsessed with. And you guys know how much I love this woman. It's, of course, the one and only Wendy Williams, who basically one of the many people who inspired me to start podcasting because I love her outspokenness and I love the how you doing era and I love her glam. She's just so fabulous and she's funny and she's gone through a lot in 2018, 2019, I'm sorry. I'm um, just coming out on the other side. And she's literally on top of the world. Um, Like that song. Okay, here we go. Page six, Wendy Williams responds to Dig from Howard Stern. Now, before I read this article, I guess Wendy and Howard have, you know, had a little bit of a, you know, not a few, but, you know, some words were thrown back and forth from both parties. And I think they just have to get together and sort of clarify what's going on. Because I think Wendy has said many a time on her show, by the way, that Howard is, you know, an icon and he's an OG and she respects him. And, you know, he inspired her to, you know, before Wendy had her show, she was on radio. And I think Wendy really admires him. But I just think that this whole little feud has to go away. And this whole episode has the theme of, like, putting out feuds. Like, Warren and um, Sanders, calm down. Williams and Stern, you know, don't feud. Love each other. Because, you guys, it's women supporting women. Only Howard's a man. So, man supporting women and woman supporting man. Okay, here we go. Um, Wendy Williams has responded to a recent dig from fellow radio veteran Howard Stern, who took a shot at her for receiving a prestigious radio industry recognition before he did. While discussing the Critics' Choice Awards on Monday's episode of the Sirius XM show, Stern noted that the ceremony doesn't 
acknowledge radio personalities, which led him to take a subtle shot at Williams, who was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame one year before he was. Quote, no offense to Wendy Williams, but they put Wendy Williams in before me, he quipped on air. Williams, who worked in radio for years before shifting to TV, addressed the shade head-on during Tuesday's Hot Topic segment of her daytime talk show, saying she doesn't know why it seems Stern is always looking to, quote, fight with her. Quote, this is in the article, but this is I, I, what, Wendy, what Wendy said. I haven't watched the episode yet because I literally, I'm just too busy. Okay, but I love you, Wendy. How you doing? Okay, now, looky, now, <laughs> it's funny. Now, you looky here, Howard. I'm tired of fighting with you, man, William said. Why do you always have to fight with me? Because you think I'm low-lying fruit? Why? Why are you and I always fighting? I wasn't fighting with you. I'm minding my own business. She later quipped, quote, Howard, all I'm saying is keep your hundreds of thousands of dollars, your beautiful wife, Beth, all those animals that you will rescue and be happy, man. Stop hating on me because I don't hate you. Williams received her honor in 2011 while Stern followed in 2012. She went on to acknowledge that Based purely on radio stats, Stern should have been recognized for his calling him a hero. Quote, There's nothing you can say that will make me stop loving you, Howard. Personally and professionally, I admire you, Howard Stern, and they, the Radio Hall of Fame, were wrong for that. Well, see, there you go. Um, Wendy said the only, quote, the only reason she was inducted before the talk, the king of all media, was because of her talk show, which debuted in 2008. This is far from the first time these two have bumped heads. Last March, the on and off again, friends exchanged words over Williams accusing Stern of going Hollywood. Oh, that's what I was talking about. I remember when she said that, uh, which led to the radio icon questioning Williams taking several weeks off to work to battle a quote mystery illness, which turned to be Graves turned out to be Graves disease. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, I think they really love each other, and maybe I understand there's a lot of egos in this business, and you just can't have an ego. You gotta just, you know, you gotta roll with it because life is so complicated as it is, and there's you know people that are sick, people without limbs. There's really people that are struggling in life, and you know, to 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 to, to you know, want to one up someone just you know based on merit and because who has more money or who's more popular? But they're both so good, and they're both icons, and I, I get it. I get why Wendy. I mean, it's so. Wendy's literally admitting that she respects Howard and that, you know, the the Radio Hall of Fame was wrong for admitting her first. But I think it sort of was just um, in sync with her show coming out and it just made sense logically and whatever. But Wendy Williams, how you doing? Okay, now another story that I want to report. This is the last story of the day. It's a really bright, bright story because it has to do with someone who's basically a light in this world. And that is, of course, Elle Woods herself, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, as you guys know, is just like literally crushing it. She's producing. She's you know she's starring. She's just creating content. Literally, just she's a woman who supports women and a woman who supports men too. And just she's just like really doing well. And I love her and I admire her and I love Big Little Lies. But of course, I love her as Elle Woods and of course, Girl Intentions, like iconic, iconic. Um. And of course, uh, as Rachel's sister on Friends, so funny. Jill, <laughs> amazing. Okay, so Reese was at the Golden Globes a couple weeks ago, two weeks, three weeks, and she went to Jay Z to get champagne because literally her table had no champagne. And so Jay Z and Beyonce ended up sending Reese. This is on her Instagram stories, um, sending her a bottle of Jay Z's really fancy champagne. So Reese did a whole thing about it. It was so funny. It was so cute. Reese with her spoon and her mom were like shipping bubbly at 10 a.m. in the 10 a.m. It's just literally so funny. It was hilarious. And I, first of all, I, not only do I love Reese with her spoon, but I love that she lives with her mom. So good for her. And her daughter is literally so beautiful. She looks just like her. And her two sons are so cute. Okay, so this is from E News. Reese Witherspoon can't believe Beyonce sent her the entire Ivy Park collection. This is, by the way, this is on her Instagram. It's like literally the most well-crafted video ever. I like wish I knew how she edited this. And I wish Beyonce would send me it because I love Beyonce so much. And I'm, I'm in the beehive. I am the hive of the beehive. Okay. We think it's safe to say that this is the start of a beautiful friendship between Reese Witherspoon and Beyonce. 
the queen, of course. Um, ever since the morning show actress asked Bay and Jay Z for some champagne during the 2020 Golden Globes, their friendship has become the gift that keeps on giving. Just days after the Golden Globes, the power couple sent the actress a case of their Ace of Spades champagne because that's just what friends do. Oh, yes, it is. Um, now with the heels of Bay's latest Adidas Adidas and Ivy Park capsule collection released, the Legally Blonde actress received another special delivery from the queen herself on Wednesday. Excuse me, Witherspoon took to Instagram to share with her followers that the Lemonade singer had sent the entire Ivy Park collection to her home and the actress had the most relatable action. You guys, somebody told me that a big package is arriving and I don't know what it is. Let's go see what this one says in an IGTV video. She recorded herself unboxing the collection. Then you see what this one hauling the package that's taller than she is basically and asking her mother to guess what she thinks it might be. What is this? Maybe art, balloons, maybe it's movie posters. Witherspoon tries to guess on her caption. Witherspoon wrote... Does this officially make me the newest member of the Beehive? Thank you, Beyonce, for the hashtag Ivy Park swag. And then, the, of course, the answer to the video is provided. It's literally so good, and I love the clothes on Reese Witherspoon. But Reese Witherspoon looks good in anything, but I mean the fact that Beyonce, the queen herself, literally the mecca of all fashion, just the most iconic, beautiful woman in the world, is sending Reese Witherspoon something. It's like such an honor. Like, I really wish that Beyonce would send it to me because I would wear Beyonce's clothes. Even though it's, I think, a female line, I literally would don that line just because she's so iconic and just amazing. I literally, ugh, Beyonce, I love you. Okay. Um, throughout the video, Witherspoon rocks every look, and that's not L O O K, it's L E W K, Luke, from the collection and style. Well, formation plays in the background. We can't wait to see Witherspoon rock these looks on the red carpet at the 2020 SAG Awards, maybe. By the way, the SAG Awards are this weekend. I'm literally so excited because I am in SAG, you guys, and it's an honor. I've been in SAG since 2014. I remember how I got in. I was so honored to get in. I worked really hard to get into the Screen Actors Guild, by the way. It's a, it's the guild for entertainment, and um, you pay your... It's just the most amazing thing is that I'm in the same union that Jennifer Addison is in. I'm in the same union that Reese Witherspoon is in. I'm in the same union that Jennifer Lawrence is in. Like, we're all in a union. <laughs> like, hey, girl, hey. But I haven't met any of them, but I hope to meet them one day. By the way, Jennifer Aniston's literally engagement ratios on Instagram are so great. So congratulations to her. And whoever's running her Instagram is, like, literally amazing. Um, and I would like to meet them one day because, quite honestly, um, I could use help with my Instagram. I used to be really good at it, but then I just, like, literally abandoned it because I was literally, like, way too tired. And I literally keep saying the word literally. So I'm going to stop saying the word literally and I'm going to retire the word. Um, and I'm also going to retire the word um. So what am I going to say as those two transition words? Maybe instead of literally, I can say, mm-hmm, and instead of um, I can say, okay, bye-bye, in the words of Phoebe Buffet. By the way, you guys, I am longing for friends. I miss it so much. I'm watching YouTube after YouTube after YouTube clip, and I just, I miss it. By the way, Courtney Cox and Kim Kardashian at the Lakers game together? Uh, hello. I was going to report about the story about Kim Kardashian allegedly bullying Tristan Thompson, but then, by the way, Kim took to Twitter herself to shut down those rumors because, you know what, quite honestly, people... If it doesn't come from the if it doesn't come from the mouth of the person who I guess the story is about, then literally you just have to back off and you have to pipe down Chachi. Speaking of Chachi, I watched Grease the other day, with, of course, with the iconic John Travolta and Olivia Newton John, Stalker Channing, of course, as um, Rizzo. And I could help but think. Uh, this movie was like wildly inappropriate. And although I am a thirty year old man, you know, with a different set of eyes watching the film. High school for these people was, like, way different because when I was in high school, people were not going to the drive-in theater and, like, doing inappropriate things in cars. Of course, we didn't have drive-in movie theaters where I grew up. We had, like, movie theaters in Hanover and Braintree um, and Rat Rock Randolph, I think. But I grew up in Massachusetts, so it was somewhere in that area. But I just, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could go back to high school and do it again. And I was thinking about that a lot today, especially when I was watching Star Wars. And my friend who went to see Star Wars with me the most amazing point ever, and this is how I'm going to end this episode. 
they're literally light years ahead of us and they can travel like through lights with light speed and stuff like you know like the millennium falcon but they don't have cell phones i always wondered that why don't they have cell phones in star wars yet they're like way 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 ahead like in a galaxy far far away i don't know food for thought i guess all right everybody that's my story um i hope everybody has a great thursday and i might i might put out an episode tomorrow but we'll see um kisses toodles thank you for listening to my podcast let's follow me on instagram Everyone now. Bye-bye.